All right, here it is, episode four. Did you hear that seamless transition? That was, that was um, nice. Starting to get the hang of it, I believe. It's like we're getting our shit together. <laughs> kind of. Something like that. Every other week, we get a little closer. That's right. <laughs> to this weekly podcast. <laughs> that we've been doing for two years. <laughs> Welcome to episode 49. Uh, here in the deep in the heart of downtown Haddonfield from Midian Studios, uh, it is We Belong Dead, episode 49. I am... Of course, Lona with me as always, my trusted source of power and pizza bringer, mm. Ian. That's me. Soon to be beardless. Let's make this happen, people. Let's hope. GoFundMe is still working. And I'm not hope. <laughs> we are back on track. <laughs> I don't you know, know if Robbie was lying. Um, <laughs> I have a feeling he was. I mean, he's like a northerner. Right, right. You can't trust those Yankees. I've never been so conflicted on a thing <laughs> because i'm like on the one hand and this is the hand that wins out but still on the one hand i'm like we need to raise as much money as we can for scares the care because they deserve it and on the other hand i'm like but my beard yeah what if it doesn't grow back don't don't say that <laughs> why would you say that we're not at that point yet we just hit the my hair is getting <clears throat> dyed pink point. we did Pretty excited about and that. And whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really you, looking... You've dyed your hair before, haven't I, you? Man, when I was younger... Yeah. Oh, it was all over the place. I feel like I've seen pictures of you with, like, different colored hair. Oh, yeah. Like, every summer, yeah, I would go, like, fucking platinum blonde or, you know... Nice. Ridiculous. Did you ever um, do any, uh, like, frosted tips? No. no oh. I never did that. <laughs> I was never a big uh, Sugar Ray fan. Oh, no? No. I always pegged you for one. Uh-oh. You were wrong. Hmm. I was busy listening to The Damned. Mm. <laughs> um, we are less than two weeks away from Scares That Care, and it feels like it is taking forever. Yeah. Um, but that does not mean that there's still not time to uh, give us your money. Yeah, do it. Uh, go fund me. Search We Belong Dead, Scares That Care. It'll pop up. Give us some money, and we'll give it to a really, really killer charity. You've heard us go on and on about it. Right. Uh, just uh, a little over 24 hours ago, Ian and I found ourselves... Face deep in some juggalo paint. I've had some really like embarrassing <laughs> and like unfortunate stuff end up on the internet. Yeah, of me. This is this may be, and I did it myself on purpose. Oh, for sure, for me, this is top. <laughs> like this was. I don't know if you do a deep dive <clears throat> Google search for Ian, you might find some shit. Yeah, well, you know. Um. Yeah, no, for sure. This was uh, Are we recording? the worst for me. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And it's never going to go away. I wore that paint back to work. Yeah. And I had a really bad show. <laughs> and I could not get angry about it because I was wearing clown makeup. <laughs> because everyone would leave because they would think you were there to murder. Well, people. no, it's just nobody could take me seriously. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is she thinking about this the script doesn't even match and i'm like looking at it and everybody's like e, e, e. god damn it stan the the juggalo over here mm, yeah stan pagliaccio <coughs> i mean at least i got a cool name out of it it's true uh, what was it uh big baby sweet dick there you go that's right uh, <laughs> after you shave we could do full full juggalo face paint no we couldn't nope um, big thanks to everybody who's already donated mm -hmm. and uh, forced us to have to do that. Also, a big thanks to our friends Ben and Steven, 
who kind applied <laughs> who applied the face paint and also uh, for our big episode 50 coming up uh, in about a week uh, Stephen is going to be guesting on the show mm. uh, fan favorite Stephen and we're going to have a theme to that show um, we'll still do business as usual I assume but yeah. the overall theme is going to be uh, VHS art from our childhood yeah I'm assuming mine is going to be very quite wildly from you and Steven. Probably. Yeah. Oh, well, we may have a good gamut because I always forget that Steven's like, like four years older than me. More like a DVD cover art. No, 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 no. There's a VHS was still going strong when I was a kid. Okay. Yeah. All, right. All right. We'll see. We'll yeah. see about that. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I did. Uh, I, I didn't have to go to work. Wearing the face paint. Right. But it was interesting because I hit every goddamn red light on the way home. And every single time someone pulled up beside me. And uh, one time it was kind of funny. Some young white little college kid looked over and like was visibly like freaked out. And then one time this little sweet looking old lady pulled up and I was like like shoulder trying to cover my face and still hold the steering wheel because I did not want to give this woman a heart attack. And then uh, I got home, walked through the door, and Sam wouldn't even look at me. She's like, go wash that shit off right now. <laughs> I can't. That's funny. <laughs> I went to Taco Bell after work. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Still on? Yep. Nice. Yep. Thankfully, it did come off pretty easy. It did, yeah. Yeah. That was uh, nice. But yeah, we did that, and that sucked. <laughs> It did. Uh, and I was like, yesterday, I was like, you know, the good news, bad news thing of this is, this is like the GoFundMe has kind of cooled off a little bit yeah we're, we're pretty close to the con i think a lot of people may not realize they can still donate yeah <laughs> i was like well you know the upside is you know this is this is probably the last payoff we're gonna have to do yep and now it's not no it isn't so, thanks joe yeah um but yeah super looking forward to the convention i cannot wait to get out of this fucking town <laughs> The only thing I think would make the con better is if it was in Lynchburg. Like I, oh, for I sure. hate leaving this town. I love yeah. the city so much. Yeah, the city. <laughs> it's like saying the city of Danville. Like technically, you're right. Yeah, but I lived there too. I absolutely loved it. I bet. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but yeah, episode fifty should be fun. We haven't had a guest in a while. Yeah, and. Um, I like the timing that our laziness has uh, afforded us that episode 50 is going to drop the day that we leave for Scares That Care. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. So you'll get to hear episode 50, which is a milestone, I guess, according to some people. Sure. And then uh, for the next three or four days, there'll just be stuff dropping sporadically Yeah, from throughout the convention. It's not going to be like previous years where... Uh, you don't hear the convention stuff until like a week or two after. Yeah. This should be pretty instantaneous, which is cool. Yeah, assuming I, we have a reliable Wi-Fi connection at the hotel. Right. We'll, we'll be in good shape. I don't think that we're going to be able to live stream. Again, you know, last year we kind of said that we were going to try to. <clears throat> we may try and do a bit of Facebook live streaming of the live shows. Sure. Um, but I don't think we're going to be able to like stream the entire thing so well considering that we'll release it like the next day it's not that big of a deal anyway it's true he's right yeah and that's rarely how it goes it happens every once in a while (laughs) um 
We have some cool raffle stuff. We do. This has come in. Um, that we're going to be raffling off at the convention. Some stuff from uh, Mixtape Massacre, the awesome board game. Yep. They sent us some amazing uh, out-of-print rare stuff. Um, what else? Um, um, Pool Party Massacre, which is a, a fantastic independent film. Uh, Drew Maverick, who was behind that. Sent us like a really cool like care package of stuff, like with a ton of uh, pool party massacre stuff. Yeah. Um. A good friend Lucky McKee uh, sent a uh, hardcover first edition of his newest uh, book uh, autographed. Yeah. Which is cool. Very cool. Uh, yeah, some cool stuff. We're gonna have a. Uh, before the street date even hits, uh, we're going to be raffling off Scream Factory's new release of Slither and the poster that accompanies it. Oh, nice. Which is cool. They did not donate that. All right. <laughs> just, you know. Richie just... Just putting that out there. Yep. <laughs> well, technically, I guess they did donate it. Yeah. <laughs> they unknowingly donated it. Uh, but yeah, some cool stuff. Like, uh, it's not just... Uh, Horror block rejects like <laughs> like right. we have been doing. And There's of course, a little bit of that stuff thrown in there too. The, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no. um, and of course, uh, lifetime sponsors and great friends of the show and of ours in real life, uh, Monstro and Pam from Pseudo Ludo, uh, are sending another enamel pen that we're going to raffle off, which is awesome. Their stuff is amazing. We, I, we can't talk enough about Pseudo Ludo and how important they are to the genre, I yeah. think, uh, to the fans anyway. If you're not familiar with them, uh, all you need to do is go to pseudoludo.bigcartel.com. Uh, affordable, affordable stuff um, made with so much love and packaged in the coolest manner you will ever receive any kind of uh, horror swag. Yeah. They are the, the top of the top of the tip top. So definitely go there. Uh, have you watched anything this weekend? Um, I saw a few things. I haven't watched anything new. I haven't had really a chance to watch anything new lately. Um, the other day, I did watch the uh, rewatch the remake of Dawn of the Dead, which is always a fun time. Um, I always thought that was a pretty. I think that was one of the first remakes where I'm like, "All right, right on." Remakes aren't all trash. Like this is pretty good. Uh, Jane, what, I'm sorry. What movie? <laughs> uh, the Dawn of the uh, uh, not, uh, yeah Dawn of the Dead remake. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, James Gunn wrote it. He did. Zack Snyder directed it before he went on to subpar superhero movies. Um, Wait, didn't Snyder do Watchmen? He did do that. Yeah, that was that's, good. That's great. Uh, but Batman versus Superman was pretty terrible. I never saw it. Yeah, because this is. Uh, we belong dead. Not the Marvel Universe. That's DC, but whatever. whatever. It's fine. <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah, I need to rewatch the Dawn remake. Yeah. Uh, I remember liking it. It's where I am. Um, it's the second place I ever heard Richard Cheese and Lounge Against the Machine, <laughs> which is cool. Nice. Um... I did a summer double feature of uh, Jaws and Piranha. 
Nice. Dick Miller is Piranha. Oh, so the original Piranha. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, I mean, I, there's nothing really to say about those two movies. Right. They're, they're amazing. Yeah. And then I rewatched The Shark is Working. Um, the Shark is Still Working. Oh, the feature documentary. Yeah. It's so good. Um, I hate the dog so much. <laughs> um, anything else from you? Let's have a rewatch. Uh, Nightbreed. Nice. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about that at length. Fucking it's a really movie. good movie. It really is. <laughs> With the exception of the, uh, unless you watch the director's cut and watch the five fucking minute long uh, 80s song scene in the club. It's the best. Yeah. I uh, rewatched the aforementioned Slither uh-huh. um, because I also got a copy for myself of uh, Screen Factory's release and I, uh, I watched it with the new commentary track which I highly recommend to anyone who loves Slither right it's uh, James Gunn Nathan Fillion and um, Michael Rooker nice and it's um, that's gotta be a lot of fun endlessly entertaining I bet who would have thought that Henry would be such a likable funny guy <laughs> me yeah, I did. Yeah. I've always said that. Have you? Uh, then I watched We Are Still Here. Ah. Uh, Rewatched that. I love that movie it's so, so good. much. It's a wonderful uh, double feature with uh, Ty West's The Innkeepers. Okay. Um, they're both similar burns. Okay. Um, and both as entertaining and, and wonderful as as new horror gets, I think. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that was uh, brought on. I, I, I recently made my first purchase from Cavity Colors. Mm. I've always been a Fright Rags guy. Right. And I didn't really know much about Cavity Colors. And I saw that they were releasing um, a Nightbreed yep. collection of shirts and pens. And, uh, Which look pretty cool. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, so I checked out their site. <clears throat> and their prices are around Fright Rags. And... Uh, Saving, trying to save up for the convention, I was right. like, I don't really want to pull the trigger on any like twenty-seven dollar T-shirts right now. Right. So just for the hell of it, I decided to check their sale page, and like, their sale page is like genuinely sale. Yeah. Stuff. Uh, so I ordered a uh, Bride of Reanimator T-shirt that that's I got right for right like now. ten bucks. Yeah, that I'm wearing now. And they they have, they had a We Are Still Here t-shirt and i was like all right well yeah. i love you right <laughs> sold <laughs> I, I mean anyone that will make a we we are still here t-shirt right and then i got it for 10 bucks i was like all right so yeah and then then i rewatched the movie but they have a collection coming up next week for the void pretty excited about that um they are teasing without showing anything apparently they're doing a society collection no shit which i'm super pumped about i still need to see that one uh, so good. <laughs> Fuck, it's so good. Um, so, yeah, Cavity Colors, check them out. And uh, we're still here. Check that out if you haven't yet. Yeah. So, so fucking good. Uh, anything else from you? Uh, I think that's it for me, actually. Um, I rewatched the original Mummy. Nice. Uh, I, I love that movie. I, I feel yeah. like it's kind of an underappreciated universal, like, original uh, Brendan Fraser is so great in it. 
I actually do have fun watching those. I, I, I don't have a problem. They're with fine. But no, I watched the uh, obviously the Karloff um, version. So good, yeah. so heartbreaking and yeah. terrifying and, and wonderful. Uh, then, uh, uh, well, we hadn't mentioned had a chance to mention yet the Steelbooks, the Best Buy. Steelbooks. Oh, the be- yeah, the Best Buy Universal Monster Steelbooks. Jesus Christ, I'm I'm gonna have to buy them all. Yeah, I have to. I they are gorgeous. They really are. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen them, guys, go to Best Buy's website. They're uh, dropping in, what, September? September 12th, I believe. Yeah. Never forget. Um, and, uh, yeah, 20 bucks a pop, which really isn't bad, but considering I'm going to have to buy all of them, right. it's a little steep. But Well, if you, if you wait till November, you'll get them for 10 bucks a pop. I can't. I can't do it. I can't wait that long. I just can't. <clears throat> They may like be the all dark, gone by then. I feel like the dark side is taking over in you. Yeah, I think so. Uh, much like you, I rewatched a Clive Barker classic, uh, uh, Lord of Illusions. Nice. I love that fucking movie, That's man. Good. I think I love that movie more than Nightbreed. Really? I think so. It's close. Yeah. But, oh my God, I love that movie. God damn. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. The dog is not going to shut up. No. Uh, then finally, last night, I um, I don't know what made me go for this one. I think it's the, I think well, aside from Ravager, I think it's the, um, probably the installment that I, I've seen the least, mm. uh, Phantasm 3, Lord of the Dead. Yeah. Which there's a poster over there for. Um, yeah, so I rewatched that. Yeah, it's a good movie. I mean, that, um, I love. I mean, it's Phantasm. Right. Come on, come on, <laughs> come on, come on. Um. Yeah. So I rewatched it, and I really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> like I always do. It's a good. One. I was gonna. Okay, I was gonna rewatch Phantasm Oblivion. Uh, and the I and the V in Oblivion makes the four because it's the fourth movie. No shit. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. And I went. Through, nobody gives a shit. But I went as far as to put put Phantasm Oblivion in the startup menu hit, and I was like, "I've this. I watched this movie so much. <laughs> four is kind of my go-to. Okay, one and four. So I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm fuck it. I'm gonna put in three. Yeah. And three had never been on Blu-ray before. Neither had four. But like I said, I've, I've watched the hell out of part four. Anyway, you can't go wrong with Phantasm. No, and if you haven't picked up the um, USA Go box set, I urge you to. If you're a Phantasm fan, it's, yeah, I know that Gary Pullen's artwork on the Arrow release and Region Two is uh, Region B is amazing and stellar, and there's the <laughs> sphere, right? You know, replica and all that. But USA Go did a bang up fucking job on this set, and it's it's compact. It fits with the rest of your collection, right? A lot of the stuff I've seen um, from Arrow's release is uh, a lot of uh, style. Yeah. But the substance, like it's all paper sleeves. The sphere is a plastic, like kind of cheap looking replica. Yeah. You know. So anyway, if that was your reasoning was like, I'm going to hold off until Arrow releases a Region A version 
or just out of some like weird spite where you're like, well, we didn't get a pretty one, <laughs> then you're fooling yourself because USA Go did a, a hell of a job putting that together. That's it. That's the last thing I watched. Mm. Didn't watch anything else. That was it. Yeah. <clears throat> this is probably going to be a shorter episode, guys. <laughs> you want to do the uh, House of a Thousand Corpses recast? Yeah, let's do that. I have a decent <clears throat> amount of news. Well, really, all we've got is news, music, and fez. the fez. Yeah. So you want to go ahead and cut to a song and come back and do news? Sure. Okay. You want to do your song? Sure. Once again, Ian picked a classic horror song. It did, yeah. <laughs> I, uh... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, went with uh, A Perfect Circle um, and their song The Outsider. Now, this is kind of significant because one of the first things that we kind of bonded over, like, holy shit, I can't believe you know about this type of thing, uh, was the Bikini Bandits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they are featured in the video for this song. Yeah, um, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, who Maynard from Perfect Circle and Tool plays the devil in the Bikini Bandits movie, I believe. Yes. yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a good song, and uh, it's been a while since I've heard it, so fuck you if you don't like it. There you go. Hear my leading blurs. Desires your 
up. So there's that. Hey, everybody. Hey, oh, hey. Hi. There's a transition. <laughs> you didn't give me a lot of notice. There's the transition. There it is. There we are. I need more notice. <laughs> anyway, we were just talking about the Star Wars movies. It's it's not horror, I know, but uh, I'm not a big Star Wars guy. I got no problem with Star Wars. Yeah, I think we're both a little low. Low? Oh, I yeah. thought I was kind of high. Oh, I'm good now. Oh, okay. You're still a little low. I'm still There we go. That's better. Um, I got no problem. I got no beef with Star Wars. Hmm. It's just that, like, I know a lot of people coexist in this horror sci-fi world of geekdom. Right. And I, it's really, like, just you're, you're all horror for guy. me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I appreciate Star Wars. I've seen all of, all of the original six or whatever. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, I liked them a lot more, sure. I would say. Um, but, yeah, I was just telling Ian that I think I'm going to watch <coughs> Force Awakens and Rogue One tomorrow on my day off uh for the first time um rogue one or uh, uh force awakens it takes place after jedi right correct okay that's the sequel okay um yeah what 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 got me thinking that i would do that is that uh somehow i like randomly watched a video on youtube about snoke yeah who seemed like a really interesting villain yeah uh, and like all the uh, like uh, uh, conspiracy theories surrounding who he might actually be and all right. that stuff. So I was like, eh, okay, yeah, fuck it, yeah. He he doesn't pop up much in seven, mm. but uh, mm. yeah, enough, enough, yeah. Played uh, by the great Andy Circus. Uh, of course he is, because who else would do it? Doug Jones. <clears throat> uh, that's true. I mean, you asked, right? Um, uh, Alan Tudyk is great as the droid in Rogue One. I'm not a big Alan Tudyk fan. Said no one ever. (laughs) I love Alan Tudyk. Mm, Goodness. What were we going to do? News. That's right. Do you have any? I've got one that I found out today. Okay. Um... If my phone would cooperate, come on, come on. Okay, so you said you had something. I, I do, I do. I promise. Um, so, so we don't talk a lot about horror, like comic books, uh, on no. the show. I mean, we do from time to time, but no, for good reason, right? Um, but uh, Bernie Wrightson, who the late great Bernie Wrightson, the late great Bernie Wrightson, yeah. who was insanely talented. His Frankenstein is seminal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think I first uh, was exposed to his artwork with... Um, Swamp Thing. No. Uh, oh. Stephen King's... Um, oh, Riding the Bullet? Uh, Cycle of the Cycle Werewolf. Cycle of the Werewolf, yeah. yeah. And his artwork in that is just it is, yeah. gorgeous. I remember getting that from the public library. Yeah, me when too. When I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. how I got it. Uh, and then stole it and I brought it back. Um, oh, I returned it because I respect things. Yeah. Um <clears throat> So, uh, it wasn't long ago that he passed. Uh, I mean, it's it been less last than a year, year wasn't it? Like yeah. a year or so, yeah. yeah. Um, so, a lot of um, big names in the comic book industry, especially like horror-themed comic books, are making a tribute art book oh, cool. for him. Um, and all of the proceeds are going to his wife, Oh, which I think is a class act. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, 
<laughs> but uh, like uh, Mike Mignola, uh, Tim Bradstreet, James O'Barr. Ah, yes, Mike Mignola. <laughs> uh, Simon Bisley, Richard he Corbin. He helped me when I created the Hellboy. <laughs> he did. Uh, I make Guillermo del Toro French every time I do <laughs> Every single time. Ah, yes. Oh, Mike Nolio. <laughs> Uh, Frank Cho, lots of people. Uh, Steve Niles is going to be writing the intro. Thirty days a night. That's right. Um, and uh, son, he did. He did like probably like four or five different comic book series with Wrightson, and so they're pretty. <laughs> so they're pretty close. So um, yeah, I thought that was really cool. I'll I'll be picking it up if it's not yeah, insanely expensive, um, or even if it is, or even if it is, I probably still will. Uh, also, got to get the uh, Venture Since Brothers when book. Money mattered to any of us. Mm. Are they still saying that that's going to happen? Yeah, it comes that's out been like uh, a five-year fucking endeavor. Uh, according to Amazon, it comes out in September, I think, okay. as well as the uh, Mondo art book, which I'll probably have to get that too, because I don't own a single Mondo poster. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Um. I have a bit of sad news that I found out this morning. Um, the only good thing about True Blood. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, Nelson Ellis, who played Lafayette yeah. in True Blood. He was great. I fucking love show. Lafayette, yeah. Uh, I did not like that show very much, but I liked him quite a bit. Um, my age, 39 years old. Yeah. It's uh, way too soon. Yeah, apparently it was just just heart failure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know if you found this out by reading about his death, but actually in the books... Lafayette died. Like, at, at, at the end of the first book. And they're, yeah. And they're like, we, this character is so fucking good. I read all the books. We have to keep him around. Oh, yeah? <laughs> read a lot of Anne Rice, too? Me and my girlfriends. <laughs> uh, no, I did read that when reading about his death, but mm-hmm. yeah, I was just like, holy shit. I saw that on Facebook this morning. I was yeah. like, damn. He was so good on that show. Um... That's a bummer. Um, for uh, our friend Steven, who thinks I don't um, talk enough about the child's play films, <laughs> um, this is pretty cool, and I'll probably pick this up, actually. Um, Universal, I believe, is putting out... Uh, Cult of Chucky is coming out October 3rd. Mm. Uh, apparently, I guess it's uh, straight to video release. I believe so. Um, and they are... Giving you the option of buying it in a complete seven-movie collection. Ah, nice. Uh, filled with features, uh, Blu-ray set with a great cover. That is pretty cool. Uh, reminiscent of a good guy doll in the box. Uh, I'm not a big <clears throat> Chucky guy. Like yeah. I just, I saw the first one when I was a kid. Sure. It was effective enough. Um, and then I kind of poked in and out. Right. I haven't seen all of all of the sequels. I recently, well, recently a year or so ago revisited the first one and it just didn't really hold up for me that well um that's not to say it doesn't have its place in the horror universe but what steven pointed out without actually meaning to point out that i agree with him on is that i on this show i think i tend to just play favorites and only talk about (laughs) horror news that i care about right um and kind of don't really cater to an audience as much so there you go october 3rd (laughs) The complete Chucky set. You can put it right next to your Leprechaun set. <laughs> and your Wishmaster set. Yeah, who's going to buy that shit anyway? Yeah. 
And actually, I mean, the trailer for Cult of Chucky looked pretty solid. I've heard. Yeah. yeah. And actually, I heard the last one was pretty good. Yeah. Can't remember. Uh, what it was Curse called. of Chucky. Curse of, yeah. Yeah. I heard that was quite good. Yeah. Um, I'll, I mean, I'll be buying the seven film set, and around Halloween, we'll probably do a child's play <laughs> episode. Um, your hero is in the news again. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, uh, Spawn remake delay ah. due to Todd McFarlane's demands. I didn't actually read up on this. I'm curious to see what his demands are. His demands are, and I quote, um, he's uh, going somewhere. Where is he going? To like Cannes or somewhere like that Mm -hmm. with it. And he says, so I'm going. I'm not selling it, but if you want to see the rough draft, I'll send it to you. But just so everybody knows, I write, produce, direct, non-negotiable. Whatever. Todd McFarlane, go fucking jump off a bridge. Well, I mean, he's directed so Spawn's many... Spawn's fucking dumb. He's directed so many, like, classic movies at this point. I mean, you got to give him the respect he deserves. Right. He's made so many uh, action figures that break as soon as you take them out of the package yeah. that you have to give him more money. Right. Fuck Todd McFarlane. I'm so sorry, but, like, you know who loves Spawn? Who's that? Fucking Juggalos. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. So, go ahead and unsubscribe. <laughs> I did love that when we were doing the live stream uh, with the Juggalo makeup on, like two minutes in, we lost like three viewers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Understandably so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even mad about it. No. Uh, George George A. Romero reveals more Road of the Dead details. I'm loving that poster art. Yeah. Um, what do we know so far? Road of the Dead takes place six years after 2005's Land of the Dead and is set on an island where zombie prisoners race cars in a modern-day coliseum for the entertainment of wealthy humans. So it's like zombies meets death race? Yeah. Yeah. Seems to be. I like it. Uh, It's set in a sanctuary city where this fat cat runs a haven for rich folks, and one of the things he does is stage drag races to entertain them, Romero said. There's a scientist there doing genetic experiments trying to make the zombies stop eating us and he has discovered that with a little tampering they can recall certain memory skills that enable them to drive. So it's Demolition Derby with zombies and of course the shit hits the fan in other ways. It's really a romp. It's a great fun with stunts galore. Alright. Romero continued, this one is really almost a comedy. Although it's got scares and spooky moments and all that. It's more about suspense than blood. While there is gore, it's not overt. There are no big operatic sequences where people get torn apart. There's slapstick in it, but it's mostly stunts. It's quite different. One character dies, for example, in a tragic way, but was once in NASCAR and is able to come back and drive. It's that kind of Looney Tunes. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm interested. I'm I'm never gonna not see watch a George Romero movie. Sure. So. I'm excited about that. Even more exciting to me, to me, just because it's been such a long time coming. Uh, NECA, ah uh, yes, uh, the premier um, horror geek figure, pretty much company, uh, is making reanimator action figures. I'm so excited! There's no and time the fact table. That it's- the fact that it's action figures, yes. So it's not just like I mean, granted, I would love a NECA. 
uh, Herbert West. Yes. But, but figures, I would also love a hill. Yeah. I would love a... Uh, In multiple forms. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm super excited. Yeah. And the the head of NECA says that they are not going to be your typical action figures. I don't know what that means. Okay. There's no timetable put out for it. But I am super fucking excited. Yeah. Um, Scream Factory has a couple of new releases that they've uh, thrown out there. The Dawn of the Dead remake that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Yeah. With uh, really cool new artwork that, uh, as per Scream Factory, will be available uh, if you pre-order as a poster. Also, George Romero's Land of the Dead, mm. which was aforementioned. Uh, which I, I oh I rewatched that too. I, don't, I forgot to put it on the list. It's been a while for me for that one. That movie, um, I liked it much more. Yeah, than I remembered. Yeah, I do love that uh, Simon Pegg and uh, is it Nick, Nick Frost or Edgar Wright? It's Edgar. Yeah, have a cameo in that as zombies. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty great. And uh, Simon looks a lot like Bub. Yeah, which yeah. is cool. Um. I don't, again, this is kind of like comics. We don't really talk about uh, horror video games that much on mm. here. But apparently there's a playable Michael Myers now on Dead by Daylight. Mm. Steven was giving us a little bit of insight into this yesterday. Apparently there's like the Dead by Daylight camp and the Friday the 13th right. camp who I guess hate each other. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know much about it, but I kind of love that that's a rivalry. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, from the footage I've seen in gameplay, uh, Dead by Daylight's pretty fucking great. Um, kind of the same uh, formula as the Friday the 13th game. Formula. Formula. Uh, one guy plays as a... Yeah, I think you have uh, like four different kinds of killers to choose from. And then everyone else plays as different like victims and you're trying to outlast and escape. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Oh, quick update. Mm. Still have not gotten Evil Dead 2 from Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they have pushed it back to October. Motherfucker. Are yeah. you serious? Yep. Wow. Well, okay, the retail is going to be October. They're hoping okay. to get the Kickstarter stuff out before. Hey, I'm still waiting on my uh, Temple Smith uh, coin. Who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so negative today. <laughs> um, uh, the New Generation's Laurie Strode, Scout Taylor Compton, uh, mm. has a new horror movie. Good. Coming out. Um. I was afraid we'd never hear from her again. I liked her. Yeah. I liked her a lot. Um, it's called Ghost House. Um, a young couple goes on an adventurous vacation to Thailand only to find themselves haunted by a malevolent spirit after naively disrespecting a ghost house. Oh. Sure. You never do that. You don't naively disrespect a ghost house, ever. No, you do it knowing what you're doing. Right. Uh, oh, uh, going back to Scream Factory... Um, this is a very cool announcement, I think, um, be just because it's such a long time coming. Mm. Several years ago, upwards of 10 years ago, there were these rumblings of this movie called The Poughkeepsie Tapes, ah. which was a found footage, um, docu-style, uh, serial killer thing where there was this uh, serial killer in Poughkeepsie, New York, and when he disappeared, he left behind a, like fucking warehouse full of videotapes okay. of all of his shit. And it's a documentary dissecting that. 
and it was very well done. I think I expected more out of it. I was a little dis- the thing is it showed up on BOD for like a weekend. Okay. Like 5 years ago maybe. And I just happened to catch it cuz I'd heard so much about it. Right. Um and watched it and and I liked it, but it's that movie uh if you wikipedia it or google it or whatever, the the story behind it is very um cool and well not cool but frustrating. Okay. Um uh, like a real example of like uh like um what happened with like Cabin in the Woods? Like, oh, like why production are you not issues. releasing this? Yeah, no, like it's done. Like, why? Are, why is this not? Why is this just sitting on a shelf? Right. Um, yeah, the Poughkeepsie tapes was originally released in two thousand seven. Okay. Ten years later, it's finally getting a release date thanks to Scream Factory. Um. So it it never had a physical release. There's no. never a DVD or anything. Nope. Wow. It was supposed to have a theatrical release thanks to MGM in February of 2008, but it was regretfully pulled from the schedule. There was a brief video-on-demand release in 2014, but as of 20, uh, October 2017, and for the first time ever, we'll be able to take the Poughkeepsie ha- tapes home for good. Hmm. Screen Factory is releasing it on Blu-ray and DVD. Nice. October 10th. Um, it was directed by Eric Dowdle, who did Quarantine. Oh, okay. And uh, As Above, So Below. Okay. He did those. So he's got a real thing for uh, found footage. Yeah. Uh, This graphic and chilling film is presented as a documentary focused on a series of tapes discovered by the Poughkeepsie Police Department. The footage shot over 800 videotapes shows the stalking, abduction, brutal torture, and murders of the various victims of the Water Street Butcher filmed by the madman himself. With fake news footage and expert interviews, it's an extremely well-put-together documentary echoing something you'd see on late-night TV, uh, but much more graphic. Extras and special features haven't been announced. but Yeah, they did a, an amazing job faking like all the stuff around it. Okay, cool. I'm looking forward to, to revisiting it. And I, I think uh, it's, it's very much... Like, we've kind of drifted out of the torture porn yeah. thing recently. And I think it getting a release now is going to be kind of a cool splash in the pool of slow burn horror that's happening now of kind of a fresh revisiting of like the height of torture porn. Like more like mayhem and yeah. 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 Uh, what else? Let's see. Your favorite dolls are back in puppet master axis termination. Mm. The axis trilogy is coming to an end. 28 years and 11 films deep. Jesus. The Puppet Master franchise is impressively still going strong. Not only is a reboot titled Puppet Master Littlest Reich on the way, (laughs) but so too is perhaps the final installment in the original Full Moon series. It's called Puppet Master Axis Termination. In the nude film, everyone's favorite pint-sized puppet, anti-heroes, blade, pinhead, tunneler, jester, six-shooter, and leechwoman join forces with a secret team of psychics working as allied operatives. Teaming up with Toulon's bloodthirsty marionettes, these unlikely allies face off against a new pack of evil Nazis and their even more malevolent Axis puppets oh my God. in a showdown that will decide the future of the free world. There's a trailer for it. It looks like you what you think it would look like. <laughs> oh, it's weird, man. man. The older I get, the less I appreciate trauma. Mm. That sounds mean, or like bad to say. But I don't revisit trauma right. as often, and the more I find an appreciation for Full Moon, okay, 
and it was the reverse when I was younger. Yeah. It's weird. Weird, man. It's fucking weird. It's really weird stuff. Um, also, all the news that that I that at least I bring to the table here, um, I'm taking off of the iHorror app or the Bloody Disgusting app. Yeah. So to give credit where credit is due. And I throw in some arrow in the head yeah. from time to time. Yeah. Uh, Max Landis talks using practical effects in American Werewolf in London remake. Fuck yes. Uh, Better be using practical effects in that goddamn movie. <laughs> Last year it was announced that Universal had brought on Max Landis, John's son, and a filmmaker in his own right to write and direct a remake of American Wolf in London. Little has been heard regarding the film since. But here's what he had to say on a recent podcast. The thing I would do with CG were I directing this film... What? Uh, would be leg movement, and I would have the entire wolf's face, back, and body be practical. And then I would fully CGI the legs for organic movements. If you remake American Werewolf and the transformation scene isn't practical, you have fucked up. All right. That's encouraging <laughs> news. Yeah. I, I really uh, enjoy Max Landis and John Landis, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, finally... Finally, uh, John Carpenter embarks on a journey with Universal Cable Productions uh, in development for Tales of a Halloween Night as a TV series for sci-fi. Okay. The press release states, Universal Cable Productions today announced an overall development deal with John Carpenter, the celebrated director of uh, stuff. <laughs> Under the new deal, Carpenter will executive produce scripted programming with UCP for the NBC Universal Cable Entertainment Portfolio. <laughs> this is definitely a press release. <laughs> uh, as well as for external networks and streaming services, along with his producing partner, Sandy King, under their Storm King Productions banner. The announcement was made today by Don Olmstead, executive producer. Um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, UCP and Carpenter are already in development on Tales for a Halloween Night on sci-fi based on Carpenter's award-winning graphic novel anthology of stories where he brings together storytellers from the worlds of movies, novels, and comics for a collection of horror stories featuring graveyards, sunken ships, creepy crawlers, and ghosts that will haunt your dreams long after you've finished reading A Search for a Writer is on the way. Additionally, UCP and Carpenter are developing Nightside based on the literary series by New York Times best-selling author Simon Green. Hmm. Uh, with Jill Blotvigal from the Scream TV series attached to write the script. Nightside is the secret heart of London beating to its own rhythm, pumping lifeblood through the veins of its streets and alleys, hidden in eternal darkness where creatures of the night congregate and where the sun is afraid to shine. It's the place to go if you're looking to indulge your darker side of nature to hell with the consequences. All right. All right. I mean, yeah. Much like George Romero, anything John Carpenter does, uh, even if he has a misstep here or there, <coughs> the ward. Um, hey, I love that movie. I'll watch it. No, you don't. No, I don't. <laughs> I love that movie, said no one ever. Look, a movie by John Carpenter starring Amber Heard should be fucking amazing. Uh, yeah, and co-starring uh, Jared Harris. Yeah. Who is uh, a favorite of mine? Son of Richard. Hmm. 
We don't have a lot left to do. Uh, uh, another another thing, um, I posted on the Facebook page, and I posted the the poster art, which is fucking great, um, for another Wolf Cop. Oh yeah, of course. The trailer looks amazing. I'm so happy that they're making a sequel. Um, I yeah. love the original. It's fucking batshit and it hilarious. Is. Yeah, the it's transformation scene is. The scenes are great. Um, I think I've mentioned on the show before, I always appreciate a werewolf transformation where the human skin actually gets ripped off. Right. You know, um, you know Kevin Smith apparently makes a cameo in this movie, which <laughs> could go either way. Um, much like Kevin Smith in general. Like, it's kind of yeah. iffy lately. Um but yeah, now I'm super excited. Sorry, I'm just getting my song lined up. And uh, I also posted a uh, post on Facebook for the trailer for uh, Jackals, which you had brought up a few episodes back, I believe. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm Scream super Factory's excited about Jackals. It, it looks very good. Yeah. The trailer looks very good. Yeah, Scream Factory is releasing it. Um, yeah, I'm always up for... Uh, Creepy, like home invasion cult movie. Stephen Dorff. Stephen Dorff's in it. Uh, Jonathan Sake? Taylor Thomas. Sake? 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 I don't know how you pronounce his name. He was the uh, the main guy in <laughs> that thing you do. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, he was also in uh, the Washingtonians from season two of uh, Masters of Horror. He was in um, the For- uh, the Forsaken. Uh, he was a vampire. Um, it, it wasn't a good movie. Whoops. Um, starring like a lot of CW actors, but uh, he played the main the main baddie, and he 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 did a pretty good job, even if it was a bit over the top. But uh, um, I'm always it's always interesting when he pops up. Yeah, I, I enjoy him. I enjoy him. <laughs> I he, think he's wonderful. He's dreamy. Want to do a song and then do the Fez? Sounds good to me. We're going to be like normal podcast length. No shit. (laughs) This week. Um, I threatened to play this song a couple weeks ago, (laughs) so I'm just going to play it now. It's my favorite uh, Unknown Henson song. So off of target practice, enjoy Stalking the Wild She Beast.
stepping out of her black Cadillac. She's got a tattoo of Drackler on her back. Dressed in black leather, tight as a tick. Now's my chance, baby. I got to move quick. Getting closer, I chose her. This woman will be mine. I'm stalking the wild sheep. I'm her kind of man Yes, I understand I'm gonna get you right out Well, I got super high during that song. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Robbie. That'll make the Fez uh, extra special. How about that for a seamless transition? One bad. Yeah, because I gave myself notice. Yeah. On a song that you knew, that you chose. Yeah, I was waiting for notice from you on a song that you knew, that you chose. You know a perfect circle. I think we're low again. No, we're not. All right. All right, yeah, we're good. Yeah. Okay, yeah, perfect. Better. Yeah. Yeah. This that's is a, how it should be. That's a lot better, Richie. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Sounds good. Yep. Sounds great. I love it. I don't like not being in control of the mixer anymore. More. <laughs> What's that? What? No one can hear you. Um You know what? It is a, it does sound a lot better like this. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. All right. How about that? That's better. How about that? How about that? <clears throat> Oh, 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 oh. Do you have any more news? Uh, no. Hmm. Do you? 
not really. Do you have our uh, fest song queued up? Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It must be really nice to not be in charge of anything on your side of the table. It is weird. Must be nice. <laughs> and, uh, of course I have our, the Fez song ready to go. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that can only mean one thing. <laughs> uh, the ever-evolving uh, soundtrack to Fez of Fear. This week now, finally, finally featuring Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs with Wooly Bully. I could have gone with Little Red Riding Hood. It's more horror-oriented, but I didn't. Because I didn't. That's better. Okay, hi. Yeah. Let's turn that down a little bit. All right, we got a fez full of uh, eighteen uh, real and fictitious, <laughs> fictitious, fictional, yeah, <laughs> both real and fictional. Uh, thank you, Robbie. Titles <laughs> to horror films. We haven't done this in a while. Oh, so uh, and the the rules are different for every fucking thing we pick. We're either going to. <laughs> Describe the movie so that the person who wrote it recognizes it. Okay. Even if it's made up. Right. Or you don't know the movie. Right. You'll come up with something. Yeah. Or you'll just pull it, like, put your hand in your head, uh, your head in your hand, and say the title and then be like, what, why? And then, like, five seconds later, be like, fuck, I was supposed to do it the other <laughs> right, way. yeah. But... Oh, yeah. I wish you could see the joy on Richie's face right now. (laughs) This is a great song. Yeah. Sam the Sham is uh, still out there. Really? Yeah, still kicking. He still, like, does this song live. Oh, shit. I went down a rabbit hole last week of Sam the Sham. (laughs) And the Pharaohs. That doesn't surprise me, actually, that much. Sam the Sham is, like, my Eric (laughs) Clapton. He would be. No, I think that is my favorite quote, though, of, of recent times. Is that, uh, of course, Rocky Erickson <laughs> is my Eric Clapton. Of course. <laughs> that was such an astute observation <laughs> that you made. Uh, so, go for it. All right. Well, that's a short song. <laughs> you ever see that Bruce Willis movie, Striking Distance? No. He plays like a boat cop. Okay, yeah. Uh, Dennis Farina's in it. Tom Sizemore's in it. Yeah. Um, what's his name? That other guy that I like a lot. Played Porthos in The Three Musketeers. Oh. Over Platt. Platt. Yeah. It's a really good fucking movie. All right, if you yeah. say so. It really is. <laughs> but they use the Sam the Sham song. They use uh, Little Red Riding Hood. Nice. That. You want to go first? Ah. Uh. The French. <laughs> Champagne. Uh, Church of the Holy Weirdo on YouTube. Yeah, do it. Look up some videos, man. It's a good time. Oh uh, yeah, we still need to put uh, our live streams on the YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, we got. We need still need to do a lot of stuff <laughs> that I've said we're gonna do. <laughs> um, this is a real movie, but yes, that's one of them that okay. I've never seen. But I always assumed it was in the vein of Transylvania Six Five Thousand. Uh huh. Um. 
looks like it may be a like teenagers in Transylvania in a weird castle type of thing. Possibly. Um, do you know what movie I'm referring to? I'm thinking that you're referring to Saturday the 14th. Yes. Okay. No. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's it's a there's a vampire element. Okay. Actually, Jeffrey Tambor plays the a vampire. No shit. Yeah, I I watched this movie and its sequel, uh, Saturday the Fourteenth Strikes Again. Okay, uh, a lot. When really, I was really little, and I don't remember hardly. I don't remember hardly. I don't hardly. No, I either, hardly remember anything. Either way works. Yeah. Um, I remember them being really fun and very much of that campy eighties, right? Like horror comedy, slightly raunchy vein. Right. Richard okay. Benjamin starred in in it okay um who's in the original west world he's if you see richard benjamin you know who i'm talking about but yeah it's uh, a couple moves in to a new house mm. like in suburbia oh okay and jeffrey tambor is a vampire who lives next door who's trying to get into the house that the richard benjamin and his wife moved into in order to, because there's a like a book of evil buried in the house that he's trying to get. Of course, that's like all I remember about it. Okay, I, I really would love to revisit it. Uh, all mine picked up three, all of them. <laughs> all right, didn't you shuffle those? I distinctly remember telling you to shuffle. <laughs> um. This is just the, uh, it's weird. Okay. Because you know how they do, like, uh, like porn parodies of, like, blockbuster movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the early 2000s, early to mid-2000s, uh, the porn industry started doing that with independent horror films. Makes sense. Uh, and they did a parody of uh, Jack Brooks' Monster Slayer. Ah. That was obviously called Dick Brooks' Pussy Slayer. Oh. Clever. Yeah. 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 Not a real movie. <laughs> but it should be. I mean, unless it's something you and Sam made that you just <laughs> look aren't going to release. Look, you haven't I haven't figured out Chatterbait yet. <laughs> it's super easy. <laughs> um Oh, god damn it. Okay. Um why do you seem really <laughs> distressed about this one? No, I'm just trying to I'm trying to get the facts straight on this one. Uh, this is a movie um, that I believe is pretty important to you, actually. Um, I, I I saw it once when I was a kid, I think, um, starring uh, John Goodman. Um, this is even the movie I'm thinking of. Um, Arachnophobia? Uh, no, <laughs> um, where he plays a very like castle character oh yeah yeah um uh yeah matinee yeah um the movie is oddly important to me it's yeah. weird because i'm not that old right like i didn't grow <laughs> up in the red scare era right. you know but that movie remind like makes me think of my dad a lot okay uh because it's it's centered in a movie theater in a small town uh in the era that my dad grew up in mm. and my dad was worked at a movie theater and i've just heard all these stories from him about like the movies that they would show and right and also about that time period of like how intense the red scare was like 
like film strips of showing what to do if you know duck and cover that right. kind of stuff like how crazy it was right. like so, even atom bomb drops get under your desk <laughs> right you'll yeah. be fine yeah um so it's that mixed with my love of uh william castle right. films uh, john goodman plays a william castle character uh named uh woolsey lawrence woolsey nice uh it's uh, directed by joe dante which is another big plus for me i sure. love joe dante it's just, it's not a horror film, but it is a love letter to a certain era, right? And uh, a bit of a cautionary tale of like how things can get out of control with like the Cold War and shit like that. Oh, okay. It's really really deep. It, it's a very uh, multi-leveled film. Okay. I love it so much. But <laughs> the reason I wrote it down is uh, last night I took a chance on Arrow. Recently put it out, but only in the UK. Uh, but I took a chance and ordered it last night just in case. Right. Because, like, their house collection is Region B. But, wink, wink. Right. <laughs> so, hopefully, you know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we, we will see. We will. We're going to see. I pulled out a double feature. Nice. All right. Ah. I love this movie. This movie uh, is a great representation of the aesthetic of seventies horror that I love. Mm. The like, swe- everybody's sweaty. Right. No one's really attractive. Right. Everybody's kind of sleazy in certain ways. Right. Mustaches are out of control. <laughs> Sunglasses are out of control. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's also a great film and one of Screen Factory's first releases. Um, uh, Toby Hooper directed it. It's ah. um, the story of a real monster. Yeah, uh, working at a for, at a, a carnival, uh, traveling carnival. Right. Um, it's fantastic. It's, it's uh, the Fun House. Right. Uh, I love that movie. Yeah, I love that movie. And I, I think we've talked about the movie on the show before, but Ooh. it's uh, I definitely think it was one of the first. Movies like, especially like legit, God damn it, uh, legit horror movie where I felt sympathy for the monster. Absolutely, yeah. It's the monster is treated very much like a Frankenstein figure. Yeah, where it's not his fault, and he's actually not meaning to do harm. Right. Uh, yeah, it's very sympathetic. Yeah, and uh, gorgeously grotesque um, effects, like creature oh, yeah. effects. Yeah, for sure. Right. Especially for that time period. Oh, what's it going to be? Ah. I actually have not seen this one. Um, it is a uh, sequel to one of our most beloved franchises. Um, and I always get... The Fern Gully series. <laughs> I always get the third and fourth one mixed up. Oh, hmm. um, but I believe this is the fourth one. Okay, um, with um, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, okay. And Renee Zellweger. Yeah. And like one of their first movies, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what movie I'm referring to? Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation. Yes. Yeah. Am I? Am I you're right. Is that the right yeah, one? you're okay. absolutely right. Part three, uh, the way to remember it is it's, it's called Leatherface. Okay. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Three. 
Um, yeah, that movie is a mess. Yeah. Uh, Chainsaw <laughs> 4. Uh, Kim Hinkle kind of took the reins. He co-wrote the original with Toby. Okay. And, uh, yeah, apparently, I guess Kim Hinkle's a little fucking bad shit. Okay. There are things in that movie that I do like, though. Right. Uh, quite a bit. Um, Matthew McConaughey, of course. McConaughey <laughs> is very good in it. Um, a lot of people, uh, I've heard rumors, or not a lot of people, but I've heard rumors that, um, the main reason that movie failed is by the time it was going to come out, McConaughey and Zellweger had just hit their stardom. Ah. And their representatives kind of put a halt on the movie. I'm not happy about it, but I can see why <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a thing. <laughs> uh, with all the flaws in that movie, though, like there, like I said, there are certain things that I do like about it. There are these weird fever dream um, cameos by Paul Partain, who played Franklin. Okay. And uh, Marilyn Burns, uh, who played Sally. Okay. Um, they give a really... And, okay, so I don't like this about it, the fact that I love the fact there's no legitimate story to okay. that family. Right. I'd like backstory to, right. you know, that that family. Um and 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 Kim Hinkle tried to do, to give you the backstory. Mm. Um not in like a young leatherface way, but like right. in a what their the the larger umbrella under which the Sawyer family is. Okay. It, okay, spoiler alert if anyone hasn't seen it. The idea behind it is revealing that that family either works for or was created by a Illuminati type New World Order shadow government. Okay. To um, experiment with fear. Okay. Which is an, a really interesting concept. Sure. And the way they express it is interesting. Okay. But it just should not, <laughs> it shouldn't be. Right. I, I, I suggest um, watching Texas Chainsaw the Next Generation and seeing if you can pull something that you like out of it because people are so quick to hate that movie. Yeah. And they do have points. Right. Um, but, you know, like I say a lot on this podcast, we try to pull the positivity out of things that sure. you don't think you can find positivity in. And I got to say, like, I did not hate everything about that movie. Yeah. Wow. No, uh, I've never. I don't think anyone's ever talked that long about Texas Chainsaw: The Next Generation. Uh, Viggo Mortensen's in the third one. Third one, yeah, yeah. and he's very good in that one. Um, Viggo is also in a really good uh, horror flick called Prison. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that one, but that was like early in his career, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very good. Rennie Harlan's first American film, I believe. Ah. Uh. I think this is a real movie. Okay. Because I think I remember seeing the cover art, like the DVD cover, but I never saw it. Okay. From what, from the cover art I'm seeing in my head, hmm. I'm going to say that this is a vampire movie that takes place within like a corporate structure. Ah. Okay. Uh, Blood sucking bastards. Yeah. Yeah. The cover art was like. From the neck down of a guy in a t- suit, like suit and tie, right? With a like a coffee mug with blood right. coming out. Yeah, of it, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I never saw it. I, I haven't actually either. I, I keep meaning to pick it up because the trailers look pretty, pretty funny. Like it's a, it's a uh, horror comedy, right? Um, starring uh, 
can never remember. Uh, Franz Kranz. Oh, yeah. From uh, Cabin in the Woods, the stoner from Cabin in the Woods. Um, well, we're now 11 days away from Scares the Kid. I know, it's nuts. Um, and uh, I can't remember his character's name, but like the asshole who survives until the end of the original uh, cab, uh, Cabin Fever. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the blonde guy. Yeah. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. Joey something. It, no, it's Joey Joey Kern. Okay. Or Joey Kearns, I believe is the actor. Children name. of the Joey Kearns. What? Children of the Joey Kearns. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, he was also in uh, Super Troopers. Yeah. Yeah. So you've never seen it. Yeah. No. I so neither of us really that much. No. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's you. That's me. How many are we doing? Uh, well, we've done three now. Okay. So I guess we're doing four at least. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we, we put eight in and had Oh, no, I'm fine. We can clear it out if you want. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Ah. Um, this is a movie I own that I haven't watched yet. Mm. That is actually, from what I understand, a pseudo-sequel mm. to the original. Mm. Um, it's a, um, like a slasher movie... Um, but apparently very like effectively creepy. Um, and the sequel is basically saying that like the first movie was a movie, but it was based on real things that actually happened. Oh, oh, um, um, <laughs> the town that dreaded sundown. Yes, yeah. I've talked about both of these a bit on the show before, but I just I, I really love both of them. Now you have Roth in oh, both. Oh, okay. I was like, did Eli Roth like produce this movie or something? Okay. Not that I know of. Yeah. Uh, no, the original is based on a true story okay. of uh, the Phantom of Texarkana. Right. Uh, which is a terrifying story. Yeah. Um, and the the way the film was made gives it a kind of a almost a Texas Chainsaw feel. Okay. Uh, not like that demented. Like it, it is depictions of like shit that really happened. But like the feel is very documentary. Um, no, if, if I'm unless I'm mistaken, doesn't it kind of have like a very like uh, like the killer himself and the story it was based on? Doesn't it have kind of very like Zodiac killer yes. vibe to it? Yeah, okay. kind of like a hillbilly Zodiac. Killer. Okay, yeah, <laughs> okay. Um, but genuinely chilling, and you can look up. I mean, there's stories all over about the real event. But yeah, the the remake slash sequel lives in a world where the original movie is a movie right that was based on real events so right. like it's it really like runs the full spectrum of the original was a real life event that was turned into a movie and it came back around to a movie <laughs> that realizes that the real life event was turned into a movie right so so layered and so like <laughs> Uh, like woven layers like, of yeah, meta. It's so great. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's a good movie. Yeah, it's it's, it's okay. um, you know, I don't think nearly is. I think most of what it has going for it is that bizarre way they approached the original, mm. uh, which was so cool. I thought, yeah. um, but that's like the best thing it has going for it. Otherwise, it's good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Which one would you say is a better film? Like, obviously, you need to see both. Yeah. But which one do you prefer? The original. Yeah. Yeah. Although, like, back, I mean, together, 
together they are very good yeah. as a double feature they're very good the the remake sequel whatever um is very complimentary about the first film gotcha um this is a movie i've never seen mm. but um for some reason i i know the title like very well i think i think there may be tra- a trailer for this movie on it at the beginning of a lot of like Blu-rays and DVDs that I have. Okay. If it's the movie I'm thinking. <laughs> I want to say this is a movie about a couple mm. who lose their daughter. Or their daughter dies. Okay. And they find a way supernaturally to bring her back, but there are unexpected consequences hmm. that come with it. Starting to think I might be wrong about that. You might be, because like I, I was thinking of one movie that you might be talking about. Um, it takes place around a body of water that isn't the ocean, but isn't a pond. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, you're thinking of a different movie. Okay, yeah, uh, you're. But you're trying to describe Eden Lake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know that title. I can't. I don't know Eden why. Eden Lake. I, I believe it was in like the. That's um, the third in the uh, Town that Dreaded Sundown series, right? Right. Um, it was like one of those eight films to die for type of series. Okay, yeah. Um, like like the Ghost House movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, starring Michael Fassbender before he okay. became uh, a Michael Fassbender. That guy's done way more horror than I think people realize. Yeah, because uh, this movie came out right about the time as Blood Creek. Have you seen Blood uh, Creek? Not yet. It's very good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, it uh, really is very. I good. I really need to see that one. Um, but, uh, no, Eden Lake is about this couple who go on vacation to like this secluded ish Island and, and their daughter dies. No. Fuck. <laughs> and, uh, come to find out that the place is overrun by murder, m- murderous, uh, children and teenagers. So kids are involved. They are. <laughs> um, and, uh, these are all resurrected children. No, that live on the side. They're very much alive. Oh, and normal. Okay. Yeah. Um, Is Rufio there? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, I haven't seen it myself, but I, I I saw a trailer for it recently, um, and I remember that I'd seen that before, and um, I really want to pick it up. It looks pretty good, and it keeps popping up in a lot of like um, like uh, places, like straight to D- like articles about straight to DVD movies that no one's seen, and you absolutely need to okay, type of gotcha. thing. Um, so yeah, I'll be checking that out eventually. Nice. You want to do a nice solid five? Yeah, I do. Okay. I really do. I really do. <laughs> that stuff is really good. Yeah. The, the uh, slushy one. The Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Oh yeah. my God. Uh, I, got, I got one last night in my Juggalo makeup. This, uh, episode sponsored by Mountain Dew Spiked Lemonade. And JoJo's Pizza. <laughs> and JoJo's Pizza. <clears throat> Mother. Every time, every episode, there has to be one. I don't know. I don't know what you mean. Yeah, I bet you don't. Uh, so think. All right, everyone's seen Ghost Dad, right? No, I've never seen Ghost Dad. Uh, the Bill that stars the rapist, right? Yeah, uh, alleged, actually cleared rapist. Excuse you. Uh, I think OJ was cleared too, wasn't he? He was. Um, I think if Ghost Dad was made into a legit horror movie, 
uh, black and white. Hmm. Uh, uh, directed by Jorge Romeo. I don't know. Um, this fucker's going to make me say it. I give up. The movie is entitled Night of the Living Daddy. Oh, that's really kind of gross when you say that word. Yeah. <laughs> There's a title that goes with that movie. In the oh, yeah? <laughs> so happy about that. If only I had an idea of where you're going with that joke. All right. Just pick your last fucking title, would you? <laughs> Let's wrap this shit up. Yeah, there's another movie that's a really good double feature with Night of the Living Daddy. Oh, I bet. But Fez aside, in case you're tempted to dive back in, <laughs> it's not allowed. Oh. Like in the early and mid-2000s. <laughs> I was hoping the, uh, uh, it would be Switch. Like, horror companies started making, like, parodies of porn movies. <laughs> yeah. And this is a, the parody of uh, Max Brooks. Nope. Pussy Slayer. Dick Brooks. Dick Brooks. Uh, yeah, no, this is, this is the actual film. Uh, Jack Brooks' Monster Slayer. This movie came out... Um, there were three movies that hit, like, within a month of each other. Mm-hmm. That were like it made like the, the happiest month for me as a horror geek as far as independent film goes. Yeah, Behind the Mask came out. Ah, um, um, shit, why can't I remember the name? Hatchet. Ah, came out. Yeah, and this movie came out. Jack Brooks Monster Slayer. Hmm. And I will say it is my least favorite of the three. Right. I think I just expected more. Well, and the other two are fucking great. Yeah, that's true. It's hard to... This wasn't bad, though. No, it was fun. Robert Englund, I remember being yep. very good in it. Um, Jack Brooks was like a 20-something plumber. Yeah. Right? With uh, anger issues. Right. I don't remember how the evil gets Well, he was... Unleashed, um, but it Like, his it family does. was murdered by a monster when he was a kid. Oh, right. And he witnessed it. And that caused him to have anger issues that he couldn't deal with. And so he starts taking classes at the community community college, like night night school. And Robert England plays a professor, professor who has Jack do some work at his house. And somehow there's like some kind of ancient evil relic that's like clogging up the, the pipes at, yeah. at his home. And uh, Robert England gets like influenced by it and ends up turning into this. He gets fucking... like a face full of black muck, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, and he turns into this fucking ridiculous uh, <laughs> monster muppet yeah. by the end of the movie. Um, I w- and I would love to revisit it. Yeah, it's I'm, all practical I'm certainly effects. Certainly not saying that it isn't good. Yeah, I mean for the budget they had, the practical effects are fantastic. Yeah, it feels uh, like it might pair well with uh, Tucker and Dale. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I feel like the two might complement each other. Yeah. So, uh, that's the Fez of Fear. It is.
Thank you, Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs, <laughs> for stopping by and playing that one song 40 times. <laughs> That's uh, it, man. That's the show this week. Yeah. So we we are like an hour and a half. Nice. So like it or hate it, I don't fucking care. You listen to it, sucker. Uh, head over. <laughs> we already got your money. Speaking of, head over to GoFundMe.com and search uh, We Belong Dead Scares That Care. And uh, let's get Ian clean shaven for once in his life. Please. Please. All the money goes to an amazing charity. Uh, and thank you again to everybody who has donated and spread us around and uh, clicked the share button. Um, Facebook, We Belong Dead. Join the group over yep. there. Um, Instagram is uh, we belong dead pod mm-hmm. uh our email address is we belong dead pod at gmail.com mm-hmm. feel free to send any complaints or praises or questions or versus verses. ideas yeah. yeah fuck mary kills yeah i haven't done that in a while uh, it's been a while yeah um uh personally i'm on facebook ian's on facebook on uh, instagram ian is i am m1987 yep i am uh lono mojo so follow us and uh yeah we're gonna we kept this one short because you're gonna have your socks knocked off of you next week when we get <laughs> big old five oh episode 50 with the great uh steven coming back to join us uh, cory loomis himself it's gonna be fun and uh feel free to send in some of your favorite uh vhs cover art yeah uh from your childhood <laughs> movies that uh influenced you or movies that you uh we're drawn to just because of the kick-ass cover. Yeah. Um, until then, uh, yeah, once again, uh, Scares the Care, July 21st through the 23rd at the Double Tree in Williamsburg. We're doing two shows, one on Friday and one on Saturday night with some amazing raffles. We're also doing a uh, uh, panel discussion about uh, podcasting. Mm. Um, we'll see how that goes. Right. But, yeah, if you can make it out to Williamsburg, please do. Uh, if not, look forward to a flood of uh, brand-new content like in a three-day period from us. Uh, but before then, we'll see you for episode 50 back here. And then uh, uh, for the next week, while you're waiting on that, make sure you uh, raise your glass, as always. God damn. <laughs> to a new world. of gods and monsters.